How's your happiness now, huh? Ka, ka. <laughs> <laughs> that crow came into that room to fuck shit up and chew bubble gum, and it's all out of gum. Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. We're reaching the end of our international edition, but that just means it's getting closer to Halloween, right? Yeah, it's like it's bittersweet for me, man, because it's like summer's coming to an end, uh, which is a bummer because it is my favorite time of year. That's when I can do all my outdoorsy shit. Uh, I do love fall, and Halloween's my favorite holiday. But man, that just means winter's right around the corner, which is just... <laughs> The, the cold depths of winter are just around the corner. The, the the tight, cold grip of winter is right around the corner. And you know, I, I you know, I mean you're right pretty much right next to me. I'm in Wisconsin, you're in Illinois, and uh it's just man, it just it lasts for like six months and, and it fucking sucks. Uh but uh hey, whatever, man, that's still a ways away. Uh hey, you just came back from like a little vacation and uh I know we, we kind of recorded these out of sequence, but whatever. Um, anything spooky happen on your on your vacation? <laughs> spooky happened? No, uh, nothing spooky happened on my vacation. No, spooky. but I'm guessing that something spooky happened on yours. <laughs> no, man, I got nothing. That's why I asked you. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of unspooky assholes taking unspooky vacations. Just a couple of boring white dudes just fucking taking vacations <laughs> with their families, man. Like <laughs> fucking nothing happened. <laughs> no, I mean it used to be. So here's the thing, and this I guess is more uh, of a, of a, of a reflection on our our world today. But um, I went to uh, and every summer. Because we have family up there, and we go up by Traverse City, which is way up in uh, way up in northern Michigan. When I first started going out that way, it would be pretty spooky at night, man, because there's like no lights up there, and you know what you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, for sure. And I remember when I used to go there, um, uh, even like even ten years ago, like you'd wake up at night to go to the bathroom, and you couldn't see the hand in front of your face. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no more. the The light pollution is up there too. See, that's a bummer, man. That that that's that sucks. You know, as, as someone who who loves hanging out in nature, and and all my spooky like vacation stories happen when I go vacationing by myself. <laughs> when I when I do my my solo camping outings. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's. Part of my fun is getting away from the, the the light pollution to a place where there is no cell reception. Like that's that's like part of my element. Like I, I love horror stuff, but that's like my other stuff that I like. And if you've ever been to my Instagram page, it has nothing horror on it. <laughs> if you've been to my Instagram page, there's like four posts over the last <laughs> ten years. Yeah, he doesn't do anything on Instagram. It's it's all good. It's fine. So so uh so all of you that are out there that uh that have uh that like that listen to the podcast and follow the review to death account, which I do post on, uh, <laughs> um, and and then you go and you try to follow me too. Yeah, I'll accept you, but you're not gonna get anything from it. Yeah, and. I mean, you you totally you should go on the Instagram page because it is fun. We we put you know we have fun with the posters, 
yeah, we, we do like informative, like horror things on there. Uh, but yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, I also will accept you, but all you're going to see is pictures of like nature and stuff. So like, that's, that's all that's on there. Oh man. Uh, it's, it's about, it's, uh, you know, it's winding up towards, uh, Halloween. So I've got, I've got shutter on in the background again, like I usually do. Oh shit. And, uh, the only reason I wanted to mention it is because, uh, because uh, you know, uh, if you if any of you are familiar with Shutter TV, they have like three different options. The first one is called like it came from Shutter, and then the middle one is called Folk Horror, and then that's Slashix. Yes, Slashix. You can choose any one. So it was on Slashix when I opened it up, and Evil Dead Trap was playing. Oh my god! And it was the part at the beginning with all the 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 eye stuff. No, thank you. Been a little bit since we've seen it, but we just seen it, so I turned off it. I'm not going to watch it again. But uh, man, that, that part is like it's so gnarly. I know we just talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but man, I I don't know if we did it justice. How crazy it is! It's it's really fucked up. I really didn't like the eye stuff. It's some of the worst eye stuff ever. It's um man, it uh it, it really it got my fucking goat, dude, for sure. Uh, so I switched it over, and now I'm watching uh. Super Deep, which is a Shutter movie, and I started watching this one back when it got released. Um, they pushed. This is one of the ones they sort of pushed hard. I don't remember if you ever saw ads for this one. No. It's uh It's like a, like a, like a borehole or something like that, where somebody's dug down into the ground, and you know some shit goes on down there. And um, I mm-hmm. started watching it um, back when it came out, but I, I stopped it like twenty five minutes in. It was just like. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't that good. It was a little bit slow. Okay. But uh, I got it on now, and it's in the middle of it, and there's pretty crazy shit happening. So I might have to give it a another chance. This is called Super Deep. Super Deep. It's a Shutter movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. All right. Um. um so I, who knows? I will. I will say one. I guess the spookiest thing that happened during your vacation because I was. We didn't take vacations at the same time like you went and then i went uh but i i did go see talk to me uh in theater oh yeah yeah. i i do want to see that i haven't seen it but i do want to see it it's really good it's it's like legitimately really really good uh great concept i'm not going to get into it because you know obviously you know it just came out uh but yeah by by the time this podcast actually gets released uh you probably can go watch it digitally so yeah probably uh, but it's yeah, highly recommended, and I'm I'm super stoked that uh, it's not only did the the filmmakers film like a whole prequel to it even before like it became uh, profitable because by now it has, which is it's exciting the fact that this movie it kind of started off like not doing anything in theaters, but I just kind of like hung out and and just quietly has made quite a bit of money for this movie that didn't cost much to make. So the prequel was going to come out anyway, but now with the uh success uh that it's had uh since it's it's release uh they're also going to do a sequel which dude and when you see this movie i think you'll agree with me this this has really good franchise potential i, I mean i hope they don't run it into the ground but it, it's um I, i'm all for more talk to me's you know i if there's anybody i trust to not run something into the ground these days it's a24 man like yeah yeah I mean, the only reason this movie got finished, and I guess another one is still going on, is because A24 is a studio that's actually like willing to work with the actors and the writers in 
and meet them at a at a good compromise. That's right. That's right. It's one of the few studios that's yeah that uh, uh, yeah that the 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 actors strike screenwriters uh, guild. Uh, oh, they're they're you know they're okay with like that studio like treats their employees well. And you know, I mean, you know, who knows what it's going to look like years down the line? But it certainly looks like A twenty four is fiercely independent and is going to stay that way. And I really do hope they stay that way. Oh God, I hope because so. uh, because that's really the only way that you're going to make new things. Like A twenty four has had so much success because it's independent. They don't have those studio bigwigs looking down and telling me to make choices, you know, based on profitability rather than, you know, creativity. Yeah, they don't get dudes with suits that only look at numbers, handing them notes to change stuff. You know, so that it's, uh, you know, it's more uh, easy to uh, to consume for, for mass appeal. And um, I mean, it's a formula that's I feel it's worked for them time and time again and yeah i'm dude absolutely got if if a24 ever gets bought up by like disney or something oh my god what a nightmare <laughs> a24 brought to you by disney <laughs> awful might be the scariest thing we say today yeah, i would fucking flip a table <laughs> oh luke before we head over to finland uh why don't you hit us with some horror happenings Started with a with a, a real fun one here. This is uh, thanks to the New York Post at newyorkpost.com. Uh, the iconic Texas Chainsaw Massacre home is now a lovely southern restaurant uh, with <laughs> with some, <laughs> which subtly embraces its eerie roots. Uh, that's right, you. That's right, you uh, can go to Kingsland, Texas, uh, for a horrifically nostalgic dining experience. Uh, and uh, you can go and eat at the old uh, Sawyer House, uh, which is decorated with, uh, you know, of, uh, set photos. And uh, there are, uh, uh, shit, what do you call them? Uh, autographs by Toby Hooper and the cast. Um, yeah. yeah just, just kind of a cool thing. Like, I, would, I would love to do this, man. I would absolutely go check this out. Hey, man, I would. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. I mean, that's it's a classic. It, that movie is fantastic. It's still well. I guess I'd say there'd be some couple other places that I'd go to first because I guess like Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't super high on my like favorite franchise list. Sure, sure. I mean, it's although we do have to do we do have to do the second one for the podcast at some point. No, I mean I feel like we should do at least the first half of the franchise. I mean, the second batch of movies hasn't really been all that good but before and, it moves on to bulgaria yeah <laughs> where we have sets and we you know it all set um yeah absolutely we we should uh we should do like dude texas chains the first one the part two um i kind of want to see the one with mcconaughey and, and reach with us but i've never seen that one I, I heard it's insane and it's not good but i, I still want to see it uh texas chainsaw massacre just had a game version that came out too just, just got released to yeah, just release mixed as reviews, of, but it's out. Yeah. Man, those those have all been mixed. Like the Friday the Thirteenth one, you can go back in our catalog and listen to our reactions to the Friday the Thirteenth video game. <laughs> yeah, those asymmetrical multiplayer games are mostly miss with with us, you and I. It, not to say that they don't have their audience because they absolutely do, but um, 
yeah, I, I don't know, man. It just it might not be well, that, for us. That Dead by Daylight one is still going strong. It's very strong, very strong. I Which mean, I also we, just heard they brought in. Uh, they uh, I think they're doing a crossover with Aliens. I think you can fly Aliens in that run right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, and as, as one of the horror happenings that we did, uh, you know, what months ago now. I mean, they're they're going to have their own movie franchise soon. I mean, yeah, it's it's huge, man. It's 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 a real big deal. Just not for us. Maybe that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, hey, how about a new Pet Cemetery movie? You, Didn't they just make one? Or my twenty for my twenty nineteen is the last time they did that. They did a, a remake, which was. Did you see it? They're gonna remake it. Are they gonna remake it again, or is there gonna be a sequel to that one? No, 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 dude. It's a prequel, starring prequel. dude, starring Fox Mulder himself, David. De- <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, dude. Um. So you're gonna. Man, I haven't said that guy's name in forever. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna laugh when I tell you what the title is gonna be because uh, we talked about this. I know at some point. I don't know if it was in the podcast before or in one of the reviews that we did on Imager, but you know how like every franchise at some point I feel like has to have the have the subtitle uh, Bloodlines in it. <laughs> yeah, it's always like the fourth or the fifth part too. Yeah, so this is I think the fourth movie. That they've made, maybe the third, I don't know, but uh, dude, pet well, they made. Well, let's figure this out. They made two pet cemeteries back in the day. Right. They made the first one, and they made the second one that had like Eddie Furlong in it. I think. Right. That's part two. And then they made the remake. So yeah, this is the fourth one, isn't it's it? The fourth one, yeah. It's going to be called Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Does Stephen King have anything to do with it? Nah, dude. Absolutely not. Of course not. Yeah, so this is going to be, you know, before take place before the um, the family that we we know from the uh, original story moves in, and uh, I mean, I'll watch it. Dude, I love David Duchovny, and uh, I still think Pet Cemetery is one of the best stories that Stephen King has come up with. So I'm on board. I'll, I'll be there for that. Uh, so see what it looks like first. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. You know what? We'll call it at that. That's good. That's it for Horror Harvenings for tonight. Luke, we used to spend so much time recording and editing our podcast. We certainly did, Marcus. When we finally realized that our sound quality was holding us back, we knew we had to make a change. We were also using so many programs. One for recording, one for editing, and another for hosting. Thankfully, our problems are solved with Zencaster. Zencaster is now the all-in-one solution making podcasting easy. It's the ultimate web-based podcasting solution provides high quality audio and video podcast production hosting with a full suite of professional tools podcasters can seamlessly record produce and publish studio quality content all from one dashboard being a creator has never been easier it's so easy to record a podcast with zencaster log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away record studio quality sound and up to 4k video with your guests all while feeling secure knowing that Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with a click of a button. Stop wasting time in multiple programs and experience Zencaster's all-in-one dashboard. Zencaster will even distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. 
Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code reviewed to death and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experiences we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. So Luke, what's hatching about? So the hatching is a 2022 movie from Finland and from Sweden uh, about a young gymnast who tries desperately to please her demanding mother who discovers a strange egg in the forest. She hides it and keeps it warm, but when it hatches, what emerges will shock them all. Yeah, I'm going to give a, a quick spoiler warning for this one, too, because this one just came out. It is 2022 was its release. It's on Hulu. You can go yeah. watch it on Hulu. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, spoiler warning for this. The, the, one of the newest movies we've talked about recently. Definitely recently. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. We're going to spoil the whole thing. Um I guess if you want to do like a really quick, like spoiler free discussion, we can, um, it, it just, I, I would just say that, uh, it's a really cool original, uh, horror movie, the likes of which you've never seen before. At least I haven't, uh, with some amazing practical effects, uh, Absolutely. and some fucking out of this world gore at times too. Um, yeah, I, I uh, I'm very happy we watched it. I know personally, I haven't seen a movie from Scandinavia in a while. And um, they all seem to have uh, the same sort of aesthetic. Um, Like think about uh, like the troll hunter movie that's on Netflix and think about uh, rare exports, which is freaking amazing. If you haven't seen that one, go watch rare exports. They all have like, it's all, like, oh, yeah, no, we're definitely in Sweden or Norway or in Finland or in the case of the hatching the Finland. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I thought this one more than the other ones that you mentioned uh, felt like a longer episode of that Hulu show Into the Dark. Yeah, I could have seen but, it being on that, too. But, it would easily but be the best one, I think. But, but, but Yeah, but better, like yeah. better than that. But like, it, if, you know, if they would have it would have if this would have been part of that series, I would wouldn't have, you know blinked an eye i'm like ah sure of course but it's just it's just a really really good one so before we get into how this little girl named uh tinia and uh forgive us we are luke is is closer to scandinavia than i am but uh it's a different language for us so we're gonna we're gonna butcher some names here (laughs) don't put me in a fucking box (laughs) luke is an expert on all scandinavian languages my god no (laughs) He is going to nail every single one of these names. Oh, God. <laughs> he actually, he didn't even watch this movie with subtitles. He understood it completely. Oh, oh my God. No, no. I, it's gonna be, I'm so sorry for any <laughs> mispronunciation, which is sure to come. I, I'm not doing it on purpose. No, in all seriousness, uh, we are, I was thinking about it when we were watching it. Um, we've, I mean, both of us, we watch a lot of, uh, international movies in general, not just horror movies, but I think probably the the least amount, the least language that I hear is like Norwegian or Swedish or fin- Finnish. I you know, um, I, I usually end up watching other stuff. Uh, yeah, I I agree with you. There isn't a lot of media, um. That I that I consume from that part of the world, and um, 
I, I'm sure most of it is just access, you know, like there that stuff just doesn't come over to our part of the world all that much. Uh, but, uh, you know, just looking at, for example, like IMDb's, like one, one of their, yeah, they always have tons of lists, but like their top 50 Nordic horror films, right? Um, let, let the right one in from 2008, the original one is a masterpiece. Like that movie yes. is fucking, am- fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> the Dead Snow franchise, which I still, <laughs> I, I, we need to do a zombie month or a we zombie do, summer yeah. or, or some type of zombie thing where we can just watch zombie movies all the time because I, I fucking yeah. love that shit. Uh, both of those are great. You mentioned Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter is great. It's fucking great. Um, Rare Exports, fucking great. Um, but there's, I'm looking at this list. There's lots, lots of movies on here that I have never heard of, but uh, would love to check out that are, you know, highly regarded. Um, ooh, dude, Thriller, A Cruel Picture. Do you remember this? This is uh, one of Tarantino's, like one of his favorite movies. I don't remember this one. Yeah, it's like a. I mean, it's an action crime drama. It's not a horror movie, but apparently the way it's shot and it plays out is, is basically is a horror movie. There, there's a lot. There's So what we're saying is there's a lot that we're ignorant about. Uh, so when we get to see one of these and it rocks our world kind of like this one did, um, we're very happy. To get into this movie, let's talk about the family. So T- Tina is the little girl. And I mean, little, she's like what? Like 11, 12? I would probably put her a little bit older, maybe like 13, 14, 15-ish okay. range. Uh, but yeah, no no older than that. She's got a mother and a father, and she's got a brother named Matthias. I don't think I ever caught the mother and the father's names. Did they nope. get it to us? They're literally called mother and father in the credits. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured, because I don't remember hearing their names at all. Um, this is a definition of a dysfunctional family. Yeah, so the mom is the ringleader of this this fucking circus and a circus it is and it's uh basically she runs a vlog slash youtube channel type situation where she videotapes uh you know to down to the most meticulous detail how awesome their lives are and their beautiful house and their beautiful daughter uh, and how good she is at gymnastics, which she's making sure that uh, her daughter works hard on, uh, even though her daughter fucking hates it. Uh, she keeps Matthias basically out of it because, man, we, that was kind of a running joke in the movie was that everybody hates Matthias. Uh, and yeah. I can't believe Matthias made it to the end of the movie, dude. That's a- <laughs> There's I- so many times you're like, oh, that's it for Matthias. Matthias is going to fucking die. And he never does. I, I can't believe he made it. That's, uh, I mean, I I don't know. Matthias kind of sucks. <laughs> so I would have been fine with him dying. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the whole thing is this just overbearing uh, mom who just uh, c- controls her really shitty husband too the dad also sucks a whole lot he's uh because like he's a, just silent he doesn't do anything yeah, he, and you know what if you think about it i think only one person dies in this movie oh i never thought about that okay yeah well, but we're gonna get through it i think only one person dies in this movie but i because I, it definitely feels like more than one but you're probably right but yeah the, the dad is like a, a weakling enabling 
type of person where he, the mom is, is, you know, obviously, uh, not, not physically abusing her daughter, but, but, uh, you know, uh, emotionally and it, mentally. Yeah. And... Just awful, awful shit. And the dad well, is all, all he cares it, about is, 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 you know, buying toys for himself and, uh, has no time to talk with his, with his daughter or Matthias, but no one has room for Matthias anyway. So, <laughs> Well, no, the mother wants to show everybody on the internet that like everything's awesome and she's a great mother, but like she's really overbearing. Like there's a, a bunch of scenes where uh, Tina is uh, doing her gymnastics and she keeps messing up and the mother's like making her do it over and over again. And mother's constantly criticizing. And there's this whole like side thing where the mother's like sleeping with the handyman named Taro. Yeah. And, uh, like she just decides to tell her daughter, like that's the way it is now. And uh, I mean, the father knows too, like the father, just like there's a part of the movie where the mother and Tina go live with Taro and his new baby. Yeah. For, for part of the movie. And so it's just, it's like, it's constant distress for this girl. It's a heartbreaking scene too. Cause it's literally like, she doesn't know what's, like how to handle this this is a really messed up situation and she goes to her father and he's like yeah he's a he's a great person yeah just uh you know your 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 mom knows what she wants and uh you know it's everything's just just do what she says and you know she's like tears in her eyes yeah it's uh it's an awful situation uh but you know superficially looks fucking fantastic um and strangely enough, too, well, well, Taro is the you know the adulterer. He's also like the best person in this movie by far, by far, dude. I had it written in my notes, and I knew this wasn't going to work out. But I was so hoping that Taro, who uh, also has a baby, by the way, he's he's a widower. We find out he his yeah. wife recently uh, passed away, maybe in childbirth. Even I might, I might have. They said that, yeah. They yeah, said childbirth. Cast in childbirth, yeah. So he's got a, he's got like a, an infant. Uh, I think it's a daughter, uh, infant daughter. And at first, you're like, well, fuck this guy too. He's just another awful adult in a long series of awful adults in this movie. But it turns out, no, he's great. Like he's the guy that's like he sees uh, Tinya practicing her gymnastics, and she's she's failing. She's she's struggling. Whereas her mom was like, you know, you know, this is unacceptable. Do it again and again and again until your hands are bloody, which is a scene in this movie. And he's like, no, it's okay. You know, it's fine. It's we, everybody fails. You know, that's how we get better. Don't worry about it. Uh, it, it, it. There's more to it than that. But I basically what I I was really hoping like about halfway through the movie, where I'm like, where I, I told you, Marcus, I'm like, I needed an adult. I needed a character that I could like latch onto. Someone that's like likable and nice because everybody in this movie is right. so fucking awful. And here comes Taro, the adulterer, and he's like, "Oh man, he could be like the dad. He could be like the nice dad. Maybe Tinya and Taro and his infant daughter can hang out and it'll be fine." But you know, that's not, right? <laughs> not what happens. No, that's not what happens. Uh, we'll get there because uh, all the rest of this stuff is as a direct result of this egg that Tinya finds out in the forest early in the movie because the, like the first scene is like just, you know, like the mother creating one of her vlogs and then a crow flies in just like fuck shit up. Like <laughs> takes the chandelier down, breaks some other things, dude. And, uh, 
Yeah, just like one one bird wrecking crew. Dude, this is the Tasmanian devil of crows. <laughs> Absolutely destroys the living room, which, you know, once you, especially, we don't know the mom much at this point, but later on, knowing what we know about her, like, she will not tolerate this fucking well, We find out pretty quick because, the, like, the bird falls to the ground and Tina picks it up and is going to take it outside, but the mother takes it from her and breaks the thing's neck. Yep. Just straight up, just not even, doesn't even hesitate. Just like has this like crazy smile on her face. Like, okay, now you can put it. You can dispose of it. It's fine now. This is like the like the supernatural dream sequence part of it. Even though it's not a dream, it feels like one because like Tina wakes up in the next night and hears the bird out in the forest, and like goes to check where she puts it and it's gone, and then she finds it out in the forest. Like bashes its head in. Oh, and man. takes an egg that she finds by it and takes it home to take care of. One of the most upsetting scenes in the movie because, like, this this crow does not die right away. Like, Tina has to bash its head in numerous times before it finally dies. It's, like, crying in pain. Uh, so, she, yeah, she kills this bird. So there's, you know, crow number two in, like, 15 minutes has been, like, brutally murdered. And, uh, yeah, she takes the egg and takes it back to her room and, and puts it, underneath her giant teddy bear at first the the egg is going to get bigger and so uh, it's bigger. interspersed with like different scenes you know with you know just looking at family life for Tina and how shitty it is and stuff like that and stuff we've already talked about but every time we come back to the egg it's bigger like the second time it's big enough to now it's got to go inside the bear she's got to cut a hole in it then the next time it's gigantic that she can like lay on top of it and it's and it's busted out of the bear the egg also glows by the way Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and it's like Tina and this egg are creating a bond because like it glows when she puts her like bloody hand on it after being like run through the ringer at gymnastic practice and then you know another time Tina is laying on this giant egg and she's crying onto it so like yeah. there's this bond forming and uh, then this egg is going to hatch we get to the hatching uh, and it's it's pretty early in the movie. It's like it's it's at the twenty two minute mark, and yeah, just like Marcus said, uh, uh, Tinya's blood and tears make it hatch, uh, and also you know it, it glows like it Simon says, and uh, this thing hatches, and we are introduced to one of the most disturbing and well made animatronic things creations I've ever seen in any movie. Yeah, so let's take a little side side tangent here and talk about the effects in this movie because this is the reason to watch this movie. And um, yeah, like what comes out of this egg is like this bird puppet and it's like it's part like skin and part bird feathers, but it's got a full beak, but it's got human teeth. So it's like this amalgamation of bird human thing. And it's probably about the size of a, like a medium sized dog, you know? Right, right. And it crawls around and you look at it and you're like, wow, that looks so cool. And it's moving around so cool that you're like, it's got to be CGI, but it's not. It's a animatronic puppet that's controlled by five people in a remote control to do the facial expressions. Um, and the, the puppet, Luke's going to talk about the makeup, which is also amazing. But the puppet is uh, designed by this guy named Gustav Hogan. And... Um, He's done a lot of stuff. He did uh, he did animatronic work on Prometheus, you know, the alien movie that I like that nobody else seems to like. <laughs> he did he did animatronic stuff for Clash of the Titans and Doctor Who 
and uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And then um, he also worked on Solo, Star Wars Story, and Star Wars Rogue One. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, this thing is one of the coolest things you will see on screen. It's, it's fucking wild. It, you, you really, I mean, the story is good. Maybe not great, but good. It's really good. But man, you guys have got to check this shit out for that alone. Uh, the animatronic is is amazing, and just and we'll, we'll you know we'll circle back around. But the the way the story is structured uh, as the movie goes on, the animatronic puppet starts making less and less of an appearance because the creature starts to become more and more human, which means it starts to become uh, replaced. The animatronic puppet starts to become replaced with uh, special makeup effects. And at this point, takes over by an Academy Award nominated guy named uh, Connor O'Sullivan. And he's another guy that's uh, he's fucking big time. He is, uh, you know, he's a younger guy. You know, we, we talked about Rick Baker here, like ad nauseum. Uh, this is one of like the newer guys in, um, you know, in the makeup department uh, game. I mean, he's done makeup for uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, uh, Moon Knight, Morbius, uh, The Last Duel, uh, Red Sparrow. I mean, you know, Red Sp- big movies, big fucking Hollywood, right. yeah. like multi-million dollar movies. Uh, so you, you, the behind the scenes uh, special effects and makeup stuff, point being, are top fucking notch in this uh you know, a uh, fairly modestly budgeted movie from from Finland. From Finland, it's it. So, by the way, the budget uh, in euros it's uh, three point nine five million euros, which I, I think is about the same in in US dollars currently. So it's it's really this this is a a modestly budgeted budgeted horror movie, and and you know. Uh, these guys, and by the way, it's not just these two dudes. These these guys have teams behind them, right? Uh, but these these two guys and their their hardworking teams fucking kill it. And then they they are, I mean, I'm going to argue that is the biggest reason to check this movie out. Well, and this movie is the brainchild of this uh, of a woman named uh, her name is uh, Hannah Bergholm. Yes, and this is this is like the biggest thing she's done. She's a director and a writer, and um, she's done. Uh, uh, some finished stuff after this and and before it uh so this is the biggest thing she's done and man uh yeah what a what a what a feature debut man absolutely and i, I thank you for for bringing her up uh hannah bergholm uh yeah she's she's the director and uh part co-writer of, of this movie uh yeah she's she's a uh a, a younger lady she's directing this this horror movie and it just just killing it just absolutely kills it here it's it shot so well and again uh you know just kind of immaculate special effects you know behind the scenes it just it just really all clicks together back to the movie this uh this this uh bird human monstrosity and tina have this bond they're um there's uh this this bird thing looks to her as you know its mother she's Tina's given it a bath at one point um <laughs> the there there's a really gross uh scene where uh the bird you know wanting to please its mother if you will goes out and kills the neighbor's dog which is uh 
uh, Tina's new friend who also does gymnastics with her and is better than her. So, you know, like makes Tina's mother furious. This bird uh, kills her dog, bites its head off and then brings the body back to Tina. And uh, I'll let I'll let Luke finish this this scene up because he, he loved this one so much. Straight up was queasy while watching this. Uh, yeah. So the, the the hatchling, I was calling it the hatchling throughout the movie. The hatchling kills the dog, bites his head off off screen, thankfully. And then, yeah, brings it back to, to Tinya's bed. And like, you know, she like it like godfathers her with it. So she like wakes, wakes <laughs> up and there it is. And so she so she, you know, she's a little girl. She vomits all over the floor and it's like, like it's fucking everywhere. To which I dude, as soon as she threw up, I knew what the fuck was gonna happen. You know it's gonna eat that puke, dude. It's gonna eat that fucking puke. I fucking Oh oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> god. Hatchling fucking jumps off the bed and just starts licking up all that sweet, sweet vomit. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's the fucking worst. I hate it. This is not this is not the only time, man. This Tina no. is gonna regurgitate for this bird multiple times There's, throughout this at movie. At least two more times where this kind of thing happens. And uh yeah, I found a new thing I hate. So uh thanks. Catching <laughs> twenty twenty-two. It's this bond between Tina and the and the bird that we we thought that Matthias was going to get it so many times because Matthias is also just like an asshole. Yeah, he's kind of a fucking prick, ain't he? Like, I, I mean, I, he's also a child of abuse because he's got two parents that are just, you know, just like me. Right. They're just the fucking worst. But, uh, man, fuck that kid. Well, because he brings in like the, we, uh, the, uh, they're talking about how the dog is missing. And then Matthias, like, saw, Tina burying the body so he goes out and digs it up and puts it in it's like Tina killed the dog and blah 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 and then like uh uh pushes her down and then like it cuts to the bird under the bed upstairs like eyes open wide we're like oh well that's it for Matthias um and he does actually go into that room but he gets out of there before the bird gets him and that's when we also learn that um Tina and this bird, this hatchling, are also like mentally connected, and this bird does not want any harm to come to Tina. Right, fucking Matthias, fucking snitches get stitches, bitch. But um, yeah, this uh, this link between uh, Tina and the hatchling, uh, it's it's like a psychic link, but we also learn really quickly that it's a it's like a physical link too. You know, like whatever happens to Tina happens to the bird. But I, I was gonna say is that that's like the setup for our next sort of attack. Because it turns out that like Tina can think about things and the bird will like take up, take it upon itself to go fix those problems that Tina is having. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so, okay. Where, where are we at in the story here? Well, the, this is the neighbor. I think it's Rita is her name. Rita. This is the yep. one with the dog. Okay. So she's walking home alone. This is the scene. Right. Cause they were at gymnastics practice. Right. And, Tina's in the car with her mom and Rita's walking home on her own. This is after Rita blew Tina out of the fucking water in practice. Like right. she's so much better. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Tina's walking home alone because apparently uh, that's okay uh, to do. Just let your, you know, young daughter walk home alone at night. 
And uh, yeah, uh, the hassling tracks are down at this point. Uh, this is the point where we no longer see the animatronic anymore. Now it's um, the actress that has been playing uh, Tina uh, the entire time. And here comes that butchering of, of Scandinavian names for me. Uh, Siri Solalina, uh, who does a fucking bang up job. And I, I really want to yep. just mention her quick because she's, she's amazing. She ends up doing like dual roles by the end of this movie. But uh, yeah, it's her... Uh, with some just fucking disgusting makeup on her face because at this point the hatchling's beak has fallen off and like it's starting to grow like skin over its bird hideous face but where its beak used to be is just like a hole of like raggedy flesh i think i described it as a fucking custodian's mop just hanging off her face but it's all like fleshy and bloody and that's what attacks uh, um, uh, what is her name? Rita. Uh, Rita. Rita. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I thought she was dead, but uh, it turns out no, she doesn't die either. Yeah, she's just she's in the hospital. Hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is also the part of the movie where the mother and Tina just go live with Taro and the baby for a little while. Yep, and the dad's like, "See you later. I'm just gonna hang out with Matthias, who I'm gonna ignore and play my guitar." <laughs> and uh, and there's a there's a pretty creepy scene in there where um uh because like you know taro's actually being like you know nice to her yeah it's one of those things and then like she runs inside and uh there's there's the bird hatchling who looks fully like tina now yep except there's just like some makeup on her face and her eyes are all fucked up but like taro walks into the door and just sees the bird but he thinks it's tina and like he just mistakes it as for like this this girl that's been traumatized by all this like pressure and shit right and like starts to like scream at him and run at the door and his hand gets hurt and you know uh tina is able to calm the bird creature down but then uh like she's like gonna leave and taro's like no nobody's leaving you know you need help and i'm gonna help you dude this is where i like i i fully was on team taro dude like i'm like oh He's good and he's a nice guy and he's like understanding and he you know he wants to help this girl out and he he's recognizing that her her mom is a monster which like shortly after the scene he's like you know they're leaving for this gymnastic competition right and, and yeah. uh, you know right before she leaves he's, he's like we we have to talk like we need to we we got which I'm assuming was going to be yeah. like break up your talk. daughter's fucked up. Like, yeah. Like, no, no, I was thinking it was like, we have to talk about your daughter. Well, I thought it was going to be like, we need to like break up. You're awful. But maybe like, you know, I don't know. It just, just I don't know what it was. But it just, it just it was like, I don't know. It, it made him more human and like just like a nice warm person. Uh, but that doesn't last very long because. No, he's going to nope the fuck out of this thing real quick because they go to the gymnastic competition and Tina's doing a routine. And. uh and she sees, like, in her mind's vision, she sees her bird doppelganger, like, going to attack Taro's baby. Right, right. The infant daughter. So, with a fucking hatchet. So, with a hatchet. And so now that we know that they're physically connected, she purposely throws herself off the apparatus and lands on her shoulder so that the bird thing drops the hatchet. Right. Yeah. She. I don't know if she breaks her arm or shoulder, but she. Yeah. Uh, she, she hurts that enough that the uh, 
the you know the, the hatchling doppelganger uh, can't go through, or it delays it enough where you know Turtle gets into his infant's room and he he scares it off, and this thing like looks at her, looks at him, and he's like, ah, like this is like a fucking and climbs out the window, yeah, like a, oh, and then the super pissed off mom because you know like her daughter just ruined her live stream goes back to Taro's house and Taro's like on the front porch with the baby. He's like, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. I'm done with this. Fuck you guys. Which I can't blame Taro for that at all, man. Like that's that's the right move. So Taro and the baby are fine. They're not going to die either. I'm just glad the baby didn't die. Cause I, as soon as we introduced the baby, I'm like, dude, that baby's going to get fucking beaked to death for sure. So now the mother's really pissed off and they're sitting in the car. This is another creepy one too because the daughter, Tini, is trying to talk to her and she like just starts screaming and bashing her forehead across the steering wheel. Yeah, her fucking nose. She like breaks her nose or plays her nose onto the steering wheel. It's it's wild. And then they go home and uh, she walks in and kisses her husband on the face, bloody face, you know, just, and he's just like, oh, whatever. Yep. Fuck this guy too. I'm a fucking simp, whatever. And then, uh, then the shit's gonna hit the fan because uh, the mother tells Tina that she smells because you know, like the the bird got that thing smells and it's in the house. Right. <laughs> it fucking smells. And, uh, it looks like it fucking and, smells. <laughs> and then Tina's in the bath, and then the mother walks in into her room and sees Tina, really the bird doppelganger, laying on the floor of her wardrobe, and starts like combing her hair, and then pulls hair out of her head and then bird Tina freaks out and this is when the fi- the family finally sees that there's two of them and one of them is a creature right so then the mom and Tina team up butcher knives in hand to hunt this fucking thing down finally and kill it uh leaving the husband and matthias completely in the fucking dark they don't tell him a goddamn thing uh leaving them to just like be bewildered for the rest of the movie which uh Ends with, uh, like, the the bird thing is on top of the mother, and it's like its face is split open now. Yes. It's gross. Which it's uh, This is the only CG in the movie, I think, by the way. I think so, too, but it's good, I think. And uh, also, it's kind of funny that, you know, I I mentioned Connor O'Sullivan. He was the the makeup dude on The Dark Knight. He specifically worked on the the Joker makeup, you know, like the split. Yeah. You know, like the the smile that went all the way up to the ears. Well, that's what's going on with Doppelganger Tina at this point. Definitely. Yeah. Joker smile. Yeah. Joker smile, except it's a wide open. <laughs> so the mother stabs this bird doppelganger in the thigh, which also hurts Tina because we know they're connected. Yep. And uh, then the mother's like, oh, we have it now. And is going to, like, she goes at it with the knife. And then, like, the. The girl's like, but no. And she's like, but you said you wanted it gone. But she's like, I hatched it. Right. And the mother starts to go towards the bird thing. And she goes to drive the knife down. But somebody gets in her way. And that's Tina. Uh, And Tina should have been paying attention more. Because we know as well as she does that uh, mom gives two shits about creatures that are in her way. Fucking up her life. You know, like we said at the beginning of the movie with the crow. And uh, she goes to goes for the killing blow on the hatchling. Tinya uh, jumps in front of it and gets stabbed in the heart. So mom fucking kills her own daughter, just drops dead. 
and, and then, who is the only person to die in this movie? Yeah, you're fucking right. That's wild, dude. It's Tina herself. I never thought about that. Because Tina falls over on top of the hatchling. Yeah. Bleeds into its mouth. Right. And the hatchling. Feels it. Mouth comes back. And now, I guess it's just family with bird doppelganger Tina instead of the real Tina for the rest of their lives. Right. Because the last thing we hear is like the hatchling doppelganger Tinya now completely looking like Tinya. She she says, you know, mother, uh, and, and like stands up straight like a human because because she's been sort of hunched the whole time. Yeah, she's been doing kind of like a crab walk the entire yeah. time, you know. And uh, yeah, this time, yeah, she stands up straight and it's like mother, and uh, and then they yeah, add roll credits. <laughs> so give me your final thoughts on hatching. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's <laughs> minus the puke eating stuff. Uh, it's an hour and a half long. Uh, it's got amazing special effects, which I wasn't expecting for this, uh, you know, low budget movie from, from, you know, Finland, Sweden. Uh, it's got really good performances. Uh, it's got characters that you're going to love to hate and one that you're going to be surprised to like a lot. If you're anything like me, um, it's original. It's not a sequel. Uh, check this shit out, man. This is great. Yeah, I really liked it too. Um, the effects are amazing. And uh, the reason to watch the movie, uh, the story's pretty cool. It's got some twists and turns. Um, it's a great length, you know, just under 90 minutes. Agreed. Um, we didn't really, really talk about this, but there's also some like pretty scary moments in there. There are. Like the, when Rita gets attacked on the street and a couple of the times when uh, like – Bird Rita, Tina, Bird Tina is screaming. And um, yeah, there's a little bit for everybody. And um, yeah, give it a try. Yeah, I can't stress enough how unsettling the bird creature and then later on when it's like a bird creature slash Tina uh, looks. It's like it's almost hard to look at. And then when she shows up suddenly, you know, off frame, it's uh, it's pretty scary. Uh, it's It's a good, scary movie. All right, we're going to do some more Guess the Movie. It is uh, Luke's turn tonight, so let, uh, hit me with it. All right, man. So today's Guess the Movie is one of the Category 3 movies we talked about during our very informative Dream Home episode. Uh, so, <laughs> nice. that, so that means it's from Hong Kong. Uh, so this 1996 shocker has the following synopsis, and it's great. Uh, someone has been skinning dead bodies and using their hides to make shoes in a Probably unrelated piece of information, a struggling shoe company across town suddenly becomes incredibly successful. By the skin of my shoes. So <laughs> three, three clues. Uh, they're all going to be, uh, I, I think they're going to be worth your while. So clue number one, the title in question is very shoe centric, specifically <laughs> with uh, a kind of popular fancy women's shoes. Okay. All right. Clue number two. The first word in the title is an adjective that describes negatively these kinds of fancy shoes. Okay. Okay. Number three. This title, like yours truly, loves itself some alliteration. 
It also sounds like something a rich old lady would say when poo-pooing a pair of these shoes. And that's all you get. Hor- horrendous high heels? Okay. You're so fucking close. I, I need you to, to... Horrible high heels? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> these are horrible. Triple H, baby! <laughs> these are horrible high heels, darling. <laughs> Did the clerk retrieve them from the clearance rack? Just ghastly. I wouldn't be caught dead in these. What am I, a peasant? Horrible. (laughs) Horrible high heels. Uh, IMDb score of 4.2. Dude, I watched the trailer. The trailer makes it look like an honestly like cool looking old school Chinese actioner. Like a la like Heyday Chow Yun Fat and Jackie Chan. Uh, fame with some like ridiculously bad looking horror elements pigeonholed in there uh like it looks really well choreographed and like the action looks fucking badass right but seriously like the bad guy looks like his mom did her best to make him like a ninja outfit for halloween but all she had was purple cloth and she got the dimensions all wrong and made it for like a guy twice his size um, and they're making shoes out of skin. And they're making shoes out of skin. I want to send you. Uh, I took a couple of screenshots from the trailer uh, of this uh, of this movie because I wanted to show you what the bad guy looked like. Uh, so here, why don't you check this out real quick for me, and uh, tell me you can take this guy fucking seriously. <laughs> I most certainly cannot. This looks like. Um, uh, man, I don't know if you'll remember this movie. This looks like. Uh, this came out when we were in high school, maybe. This looks like that uh, Blank Man, like the Damon Wayans oh, movie, the comedy. <laughs> I remember Blank Man, yes. <laughs> it's just a guy with a baseball hat and uh, like a piece of cloth, piece of fabric over piece of fabric over his face with eye holes cut out. Yep. And, no, you cannot take this guy seriously. And it's all purple. I uh, I highly recommend you look up the trailer for Horrible High Heels. Uh, Marcus, you and uh, any listener out there that's actually listening to this uh because uh it's kind of wild and uh, i'm not gonna like go see this but it's the trailer was fun the review to death podcast is written and produced by the both of us we release new episodes on mondays thank you to groove witness for the use of their music you can find them at GrooveWitness.us. check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on instagram facebook and twitter at review to death thank you for listening and luke tell us what's coming up next well, coping up next is another Dick Moss joint. You guys ready? It's the lift. We can't fucking wait. Later, Gators. Well, I bet Mom had a fun weekend with the Hansy Man. Yep. Oh, I see what you did there, Hansy Man. <laughs> <laughs> you proud of yourself? I, I am. <laughs> Marcus, is this the dark origin story of Big Bird? Marcus, is this the dark origin story of Foghorn Leghorn? Marcus, is this the deep, dark origin story of Quackers? The Hanna-Barbera character? (laughs) You're deep diving now. Yeah, I'm running out of birds.